from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. This episode of Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by Dancing Sloths. Instead, it's brought to you by Bellevue. Beginning Tuesday, January 23rd, WGN America premieres your next addicting mystery thriller, the new original series Bellevue, starring Oscar winner Anna Paquin, and it plays Annie Ryder, a detective in the small town of Bellevue where a transgender teen has gone missing. Annie starts receiving creepy riddles and clues that could be connected to the case. Critics rave Bellevue is original, ambitious, and stands apart. Don't miss the series premiere of Bellevue, Tuesday, January 23rd at 10, 9 central on WGN America. Go to WGNAmerica.com to find the channel in your area. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways, the podcast. I am Devin, joined this week by... Jill. And Steve. Welcome. Happy New Year. Hi. Woo! That's right. I know. It's a couple weeks ago, but... I know. It's a couple weeks ago for you guys, but for us, this is the first episode of the year. That we're recording. <laughs> that we're recording. Yeah. yeah. You're giving away valuable information. Stop it. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, this week we're going to talk about a man who was in a hurry to pack and accidentally locked himself in a suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> I like to call this story Brit in a bag. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is probably cheaper than, you know, I don't know, buying an airplane ticket. You just check yourself in a bag. No? No. More jokes here? No. 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 Okay. no I, I, I wouldn't yeah. answer it anymore. Okay. All right. Oh, fine. fine. Uh, and this episode, before we get too far, was suggested by like 
everyone. I'm sorry if you emailed us. Seriously, yeah. like I would say at least 25 to 50 people have emailed us this story. So I'm not going to name names. Just if you emailed us, know that you're one of the special people that suggested it. And thank you so much. But yeah. Wow, you're working for, for love there. <laughs> Just a quick small ears warning it's not really that bad, but we are going to talk a little bit about bondage later. So yeah, just unusual you know. sexual practices. Yeah. So yeah. if that's a thing for you, turn it off. Actually, I think if that's the thing for them, they wouldn't turn it off. Okay. Well, yeah. if, if it's a thing you thing don't want your you. children to hear about, please turn this episode off. There we go. And just burn your iPhone. <laughs> Smash, yeah. it. Smash it. Smash or just it. Actually, better still mail it to us. Yeah. Yeah. If it's new enough. Here's the deal. On August 23rd, 2010, MI6 intelligence agent Gareth Williams was found dead inside a locked duffel bag inside a bathtub inside a locked Secret Service safe house. And now I know some of the reporting says it's his apartment and some of it says it's a safe house. I think what's going on... Uh, we'll address this a little bit in a second. I, I also read it was just a government-owned apartment. Which I think is not that's the same probably as a safe house. the most accurate yeah. of what it was. It can't be a safe house because oh my god, if that's actually a safe house, then <laughs> MI6 needs to just pack its bags and go home. They do, yeah, yeah really. Yeah. Go like home. They're Seriously, drunk. guys. Yeah. yeah, There have been like five different investigations and inquests into this death, and the findings range from probably an accident to definitely killed by the KGB. Oh, by the way, for those of you who don't know, MI6 stands for Military Intelligence Department 6. So yeah. It's a British intelligence agency. Mm-hmm. In case you didn't know, it's a Brit yeah. mix. A, a MI6, Brit is mix. that what 007 was a part of? Yeah, Isn't I think it? so. Yeah. yeah. Or so, something higher. Or something higher. Yeah, something higher. more secret, I yeah, think, Yeah, even actually. secreter. Yeah. yeah. So let's back up a little bit. Uh, Gareth was a Welsh-born scientist with a PhD. He graduated university first class at 17, which is actually impressive. I had to talk to one of our mods who lives in Britain to be like, is this impressive? I don't know. <laughs> Was that first class or first in class? Or are they the same thing in Britain? I think it's the same thing. It's basically like graduating yeah. magna cum laude from university, like an undergrad at 17. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's doing your entire four years of, of your first university experience at 17. So he's kind of ahead. Well, it's too bad. Super smart. Yeah, it's too bad you met it on timely end, really. Yeah. He started working at the government communications headquarters. GCHQ. Yeah, which I understand is under MI6 jurisdiction or the Uh, other way around. I can't remember what the, what the, they're essentially kind of like equals. I mean, GCHQ is kind of the British equivalent to our NSA. Mm Mm-hmm. And then MI6 is their equivalent to our CIA. Mm-hmm. And MI5 is their equivalent to our FBI. See, so if they would just all use the sense? same acronyms, it would be so much easier. Yeah, right? Come on, my, guys. I mean, yeah, they all share the same moles. Yeah. Christ's sakes. Jeez. No, I, it's it's one of those kind of confusing things that, you know, even the people that I know who live in, in the United Kingdom kind of are like, we don't really know how it works, but they're all kind of secrety, so it's great. <laughs> they're not supposed to know how it works. Yeah. That's um, the point. Yeah, that is the point. Uh, Gareth was an quote-unquote intensely private man. Which you should be if you're a spy. Yeah. Uh, he was into cycling and seems like that's about it. Also, like, long walks in the countryside. Kind of, you know, privatey things. Mm. Kind of introverted. Solitary acts? Solitary things. Activities? Yeah. 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 He was staying, again, at a safe house. There's two different ways that I've seen this reported. Uh, one is that he was on his annual one-month leave for that year. The other is that uh, he was on like a secondary assignment with MI6 and had and was hating it. So he was due to return back to his job at the uh, GCHQ. So he's in the midst of a transfer. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not totally sure which is 
is correct, but I, I'm, I, that's what I think it was too. It's my understanding is he was going to go back to GCHQ. Yeah, I mean, he was due to return to GCHQ in in September, but whether that return was from his like annual month long vacation or from this other assignment that he had taken, it's mm. I'm not totally clear. But I think he was on this other assignment, and during that time, he was living in a government apartment slash safe house. Mm. It's called safe house a lot. Maybe we just called it an apartment. It might've just been an apartment that had a security door. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. I I have no idea. It's hard. I mean, again, it's hard because this is all, lots of it's classified. Wait, hold on. I think I I missed something here because I thought he lived in that flat for like five or 10 years. He lived in a different flat for five or 10 years. Not the one he was found dead in. Well, that's, that's the thing I don't get though is, and maybe I'm getting ahead again, but they found tens of thousands of pounds worth of women's clothing in the flat. Well, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. That we will talk about later. Okay. But yeah, which it it makes it hard for me to believe it. He just moved in for a few weeks and moved all that crap. Yeah. So I don't know what the, it's, it's very confusing. I haven't found, I'm glad also, cause sometimes when I say I haven't found this, you guys are like, yeah, you just missed it. You dummy. No, no. But it's... I think it's kind of this nebulous thing, which is, I think, okay. Because again, he did work for secret services and yeah. it's okay for me to kind of not totally understand what was going on. I, it is my understanding that he was in a house that was not his normal flat and whether or not they found whatever they found in the place where he his body was found or his normal residence Mm -hmm. that also is kind of unclear to me Mm -hmm. uh but okay this Uh, is a great way to start this episode with uh, us being like we don't actually know what was going on i mean no that's the problem with this and i think you know i mean there's there's statements that are made in succession that make you think that one is the other but i i'm guessing that it's just the way it's written sometimes and it's not exceptionally clear yeah it just makes you make a bunch of presumptions about the story hmm. yeah. yeah we're but, laying out we don't know what those presumptions really are but that's yeah. okay we, we know the important stuff that's the important thing yeah yes so yeah. W- really the important stuff is he was due to return to his job at uh gchq in september apparently did stay in contact with his colleagues which is another reason that i think he wasn't actually on his time off i think he was actually on a different him. assignment because what happened was on August 23rd, he had failed to check in or otherwise just his colleagues had said, we haven't heard from him in a long time. Uh, so they sent the local police to do a really simple welfare check. And this is where things start to get to steal a word from Steve Hinky. Hinky. Yeah. The police get no response from him and somehow otherwise gain access to his apartment. Probably through the manager's key. I would assume through the manager's key, but Maybe again, it's oftentimes reported as a safe house. So, like, is yeah. it a safe house? And then if well, it is, how did they handing, get in there? Hopefully and... they're not handing safe house keys out to the yeah. police. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a little weird, but somehow or another they get access to the to the apartment. Again, hopefully not breaking down the door or anything like that, because that would... On a welfare check, that's not what they do typically. I would assume that as well, but if it is a welfare check and they're like, we think he might be dead you would probably want to break into the house and some... You'd want to get into the I house. I don't believe they have the jurisdiction to just randomly break doors down. Fair enough. Actually, there's one case I know of. Did you hear the one about the, the baby that was crying in the apartment? No. Yeah, this happened, I don't know, five or so, five or eight years ago, whatever, here in America. But yeah, I mean, a neighbor heard a baby crying in this apartment and knocked in the door and there was no answer, no adult there, and, and calls the police and the police are pounding on the door and... And, you know, mom or dad, don't come to the door. And so finally, you know, the baby's still crying. So finally, they kick the door in to go in. Uh, 
you know, the ultimate welfare check. It turns out that they had a like uh, they had like a minor bird or a parakeet or something. Oh, they knew how to make a baby sound. Rough, <laughs> <laughs> rough. <laughs> okay. Great story. Very uplifting story. Yeah. I thought it was great. Uh, so yeah, so they uh, they left a note for the owners when they're with, next to the shattered door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We broke in. Yeah. We didn't <laughs> steal any of your stuff, but if it's missing, sorry. Yeah. Oops. We didn't do anything. Sign the police. Yep. Yeah. We were not here. Yeah. Uh, so okay. So what happens is the the local police gain access to the flat that um, Gareth is in or reportedly in and find his body naked decomposing in a locked red North face bag, uh, like a duffel bag bag in his bath in the bathtub. The reason this is a little hinky is because Gareth's family feels strongly that the police either intentionally, according to the family or otherwise, which, uh, you know, allowing for mistakes, wiped any and all DNA and fingerprint evidence uh, from what was probably a crime scene, maybe not a crime scene, but mm-hmm. that DNA fingerprint evidence could have definitely proven a, yeah, one way or another. Body, I think you treat it, you should treat it like a crime scene. Usually. Yeah. 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 But uh, it does seem as though they didn't, the techs weren't able to find any fingerprints or DNA anywhere around the bathroom or on the outside of the duffel bag or on the lock or anything. And it should be noted, Gareth's wasn't wearing gloves. There were no gloves in the bag with him. There were no gloves adjacent to him. So it wasn't as though he was hiding his fingerprints. Whether or not that's actually important is up to us to discuss in theories. But yeah. um, maybe he's one of those people that just doesn't have any DNA. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, could yeah. Be. One yeah. of those. Well, we've synths. talked about DNA doesn't come off of you every time you come into contact with things. Mm-hmm. So no, there, but it does seem that. like at some point in this whole procedure, DNA should have come off of him. At some point. You would think. Anyway, they did find a little DNA on Gareth's hand. That wasn't his. That was not his, and but we'll talk about that in a second, too. A key, not confirmed to be the only key, because I feel like locks usually come with a couple keys, but at least one key, well, one key was found under Gareth's body in Is the duffel bag. Inside the bag. Okay. Inside the bag, yeah. under his body, yeah. Wouldn't do it much good outside the bag, I guess. Not really. Yeah. Didn't no. do it much good in the bag, either. Not really. True. Investigators believed that Gareth had died one week prior on August 16, 2010. The coroner said that there were no injuries to Gareth's body or really any kind of sign of what caused his death. His body had no drugs or alcohol in, their, in its system, so wasn't that. His official cause of death was ruled suspicious and unexplained. Well, he's oh, pretty decomposed yeah. when they got him. Yeah, which was weird for having only been a week. Uh, uh, it's August, you know. It's August, and it's a locked room. It's, and it's very hot. The heat hmm. was turned on in his apartment. Yes. Too. Yeah. So again, little little things that make this case a little weird and suspicious. In what may seem like a cover up of their own um, heinies, the <laughs> the Metropolitan Police um, that were at the time investigators. Uh, said, oh, and by the way, Mr. Williams looked at a whole lot of bondage stuff, weird websites and stuff like that. Mm. My words, not theirs, just to be clear. So that investigation did conclude that Gareth had locked himself in the bag, even though they concluded that it was impossible for him to have locked himself in the bag. Okay. That makes so sense. So he did the impossible. Yes. He lived the impossible they had, dream. They had an investigator who tried, I think, they had two different investigators who tried over 400 times to lock themselves in a bag. 
just exactly the same kind of North Face bag, and they couldn't do it. So they were like, "Listen, it's impossible. He could uh, not have done it." Well, but we'll also, talk about that. we'll talk about that. Not, but this is what they true. found. Yeah. This is what they found in 2010. They were like, "Listen, it's impossible," but he did it. Okay, there so the impossible dream. That yeah. makes sense. A few years later, the coroner decided to open up an inquest of uh, her own, their own. It was really her. It was a woman who's the coroner, but it was her office. Mm. Right. Mostly. I think coroners in Britain have a little more power than coroners here in the U.S. I think that's true. It's absolutely true. Partially because the coroner kind of felt like she wasn't totally satisfied, but also because there was a request from the Williams family via their lawyer. Meaning they were screaming a lot mm-hmm. for attention. They have made a big well, fuss I don't know about, about attention. This. They were not attention to the case. Yeah, and to not have it just swept under the rug. Yeah, they were I mean not satisfied that. with the the findings of that initial investigation. There were some discrepancies. Um, the family claimed that someone had broken in and stolen things, and that that is how Gareth was killed. That he was killed in the process of this kind of uh, that's burglary. Robbery. That's not I the guess. way I picture a burglar killing me if he breaks into my house. But, <laughs> me neither. Uh, yeah. I, you know, maybe he said, "Hey, listen, get in the bag. Here's an, here's a key. In twenty minutes, you can unlock yourself." Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I agree. It's it's silly, but you know, there you go. There were no signs of forced entry, quote, there's, this is a quote, right? Quote, no signs of forced entry, unquote. But the Metro police did take all of the locks, doors, and hinges from his ev- apartment. Every door in the apartment, including the front door? It was definitely the front door at the very least, and I believe it was the rest of the doors as well. I'm guessing mm-hmm. it's at least the front and the bathroom doors. Yeah. So... It would have been hard for anybody to prove really anything based on the fact that they had been removed, well, I mean, which again is this weird they thing. Them, but they didn't throw them away, I assume. No, I mean, they, they yeah. theoretically, they were taking them somewhere to examine them mm-hmm. yeah. and then they never returned them. Yeah. So, you know, poor landlords who had to replace all the doors. Can you imagine? I mean, I'm, I imagine that the the British police must do this as a semi regular practice, mm. and how many doors they must have in storage somewhere? Uh, they probably got like a sort of a rebuilding kind of secondhand rebuilding materials store going on. Oh, see, I figured yeah. it must actually be where the basis of Monsters Inc. is at because mm-hmm. it's nothing yeah. but doors. Yeah, you mean the basement of? Um... Yes. Uh, yeah, hippo hardware. Yeah, hippo yeah. hardware. Yeah. Exactly. Hippo, yeah. It's just weird windows and doors hanging no, I mean, out. Doors and doors yeah. and doors, and none yeah. of them go anywhere. Yeah. That's why it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, the, the police show up, and it's like, oh, Fred will have to take all the doors and the windows and the light fixtures and, and all, yeah, all the mm-hmm. switch plates. Oh, yeah, the heating grates. Yeah, yep. they've all got to go. Uh-huh. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, they're yeah. all, they're really all they're important all to the case. Yeah, yeah. If you all want them. them back, you can come down to our store and buy them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll give them to you for 20% off. Yeah, well, not, yeah. yeah. That was Come visit us yeah. next door to the bin man. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I, it would be, uh, I don't know how the police gained access to his apartment initially. Again, I would assume that it was a landlord key, but we don't know that for sure. We don't know how secure the flat was to begin with, if it was actually like a safe house caliber flat or if it was just government-owned place or, or what. So do, Wait, do either of you remember what floor it was on? That was the top floor, but on that street, the buildings are three and four stories high for the most part. Okay, so if it's so. the top floor, then okay. I mean, it, it depends. I mean, I, It's I, not ground course, level. Right, I, I that's, could, that's really yeah. what I was getting at. Yeah, I couldn't resist getting on Street View and, and looking at it <laughs> on the street. Of course. Like and <laughs> yeah. there's one modern, ugly building that's about... 
five or six stories tall, and the rest of them are about three stories tall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as as mentioned before, there was also some foreign DNA found on one of Garth's hands. Gareth, excuse me, Gareth's hands. In America, we say Garth. <laughs> we uh, actually don't. We, it's true. Uh, but Wayne. It turned out that it was one of the um, uh, forensic investigators touched his hand without a glove on. Which is kind of gross when you think about it. I mean, it's a weak old rotten corpse. I'm not going to touch it without gloves on. I'm not either, but... No. Uh, like, also, you're an investigator, dude. Like, you're a forensic investigator. I guess you get used what to it. What are you doing? But what are you doing touching a yeah, crime you, scene body that you, you just found in a duffel not. bag yeah. oh, but without could, a glove on? It could have on. been something as simple as having moved the body, taken off the gloves, and turned and just brushed the hand without realizing it. I mean, it can be as, as casual a contact as that. It doesn't have to be or it intentional. Been, it could have been like, you know, he unzips the bag and his hand comes popping out and he couldn't avoid it. He touched, you know, it just <laughs> Hand, yeah, know? yeah. That yeah. kind of thing. Really uh, just yeah. great yeah. investigative work. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is it's just little things like that kind of speak of this, like... Well, that's why uh, like, DNA you know, evidence should not be considered, you know, so as a, this positive as a lot of people well, view Well, so it. the trick was, was that um, this... <laughs> This agency, because the, the, it wasn't actually the police, it was this outside agency that processed all the forensic stuff. And they, you know, for exactly these reasons, have all of their employees and the technicians' DNA profiles on file. And they run, that's one of the first things they do is when they find foreign DNA on a body, they run it against all of their employees. And then they run it against, you know, known offenders or anything like that. So they ran it against their employees. But somehow this employee, their number had been entered wrong or something like that. So they'd been going like, it, I think it was three or four years later that this was happening, that the coroner's inquest was happening. Did it take them that long to uncover that mistake? Yes. I didn't realize it was that Yeah, long. it was like three or four years later, they were like, okay, but this foreign DNA is obviously the best chance. The family was like, this is the best hope we have to figure out what happened to our dear son. And then they realized somebody entered their ID number and inverted two digits. Yes. And- yeah. That's how simple it was. On Either such a or... high-profile case, it was kind of like, what? How many times does this happen to other cases? Unless, yeah, oh, I know. Unless, unless, unless perhaps the killer, after the fact, you know, went and got a job at this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible. Been, yeah, that's, yeah, probably not. But, probably not, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, that's the whole problem with DNA. It's infallible as long as nobody screws up. Yeah. As long as everybody <laughs> behaves in, you know, good exactly. faith. Exactly, yeah. 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 So the inquest also found that this whole, like, bondage website nonsense had been sporadic and isolated quote unquote uh, i mean like let's be honest who hasn't found themselves in the depth of i have not si- done any like searches that. on bondage and all that stuff myself i mean you find you stumble across it on the web you yeah. can't help but see it but i haven't actually gone out and looked for well it. for all we know I've that's exactly it is you click on the wrong website. video or the wrong link and there you're you are on the wrong tube and yeah you well, gotta get away fast yeah I don't, I don't know if this, does that mean he just accidentally visited a few sites or he was doing searches no like, i think it was I, it was sporadic and isolated makes me think it was like a every once in a while accidentally clicked a link Oh, sort of wow. thing. Oh, I, I see. Not, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's That's, not like he was uh, on there like Googling things constantly. Yeah. And, and wait, just to clarify why this is important, Gareth was inside of a zipped and locked duffel bag. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, naked. So, naked. So this is, this is, they're, they're saying that this is some sort of act well, of, so of, the of police, bondage play? The, in the initial investigation, the police were kind of like 
trying to paint it as like a, a you know auto erotic asphyxiation sort of bondage play or claustro- sort of claustrophilia claustrophilia perhaps. which is the which for those of you who can't make that leap um is the sexual pleasure of claustrophobia uh, right not claustrophobia but a tiny space yeah and he to be clear yeah. he had never searched any of that stuff that was that wasn't like where he was but yeah they were kind of trying to paint it as and i was actually just going to get into this they're kind of trying to paint him as like a deviant for yeah deviant or yeah deviant is probably the better word than than the other one i was gonna use well, yeah, some odd predilections um, it sounds like well but, i don't know uh, that that's necessarily true i mean, I nothing, mean nothing that i think would make him a that makes him a pervert or a total freak or anything yeah like that, so but, apparently yeah. there was evidence that there was like twenty thousand pounds worth pounds as in the the current the denomination. Yeah, not pounds. Not 20,000 pounds yeah. of clothes. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, so 20,000 pounds worth of women's clothing found in either his flat or the flat that he was in. It's unclear. And I just, I already struggle with this a little bit because the assumption is it's his clothes that he, that he was into wearing women's clothes. And, you know, first of all, like, there's nothing really wrong with that, like, anyway. Like, you do you. Were they his size? Well, I don't know. So that was the thing is, you know, he, they, well, I, I don't know That's that. That's an important question I know. Me. I yeah. agree. I, I don't know. He was kind of a smaller guy. So he was it, built about like me. Yeah. So it could have been for, like, a larger, a slightly larger woman. Yeah. He apparently, uh, some shop people kind of in the area said, yeah, I remember that guy. He said he was buying it for his girlfriend. It seemed like it was, it was like normal the normal range of a woman's clothing. Yeah, so super size. Right. Yeah. It, what, or like, you know, super tall or like or it didn't. Teeny. Yeah. I mean, you know, it seemed like that was just, I don't know. It was fine. It was normal. I wasn't thinking it was for him. But he and didn't so, just buy it to Goodwill or anything like that. He wasn't no. bought new. Yeah. So, oh. I mean, which like, let's be honest, please do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I mean, it's, it's just so tricky to me because, uh, they are. I mean, it really feels like they're trying to like smear him almost. Like, look at this weird sexual deviant who but, like had all these women's clothes, which we don't know if they were for him or not. But like, also he all, sometimes every once in a while like searched a bondage thing, and oh my god, he but, must have been so depraved that he would lock himself in this duffel bag. But he's in a company apartment. Maybe we Maybe. don't know that he bought all of those clothes. As far as I know, there's nothing that says that there was receipt after receipt on his bank account from Lady lingerie and and dress stores and and whatever kind of apparel stores well first of all he could have paid cash but second of all uh, yeah it could have been for There's his no girlfriend trail. it could have been for his girlfriend or it could have i mean we don't know if he had a girlfriend or not it could have been for not i mean it could have who knows what it could have been maybe for. he was thinking about opening up a fashion business or something like maybe that. maybe he was reselling it for more money maybe. on the internet I mean, he had uh, i mean but uh, he actually apparently had taken some classes in fashion design yeah. And uh, so maybe he actually had an interest in starting some sort of clothing line. Maybe or he did. Like that. I mean, I, I just I, think. I, I don't think it's outrageous, though, that they talked about his predilection for women's clothes and for bondage and stuff like that. Because, again, otherwise, how do you explain the fact that he's in a freaking bag? Well, locked in a bag. Because it had, to, I mean, it had yeah. to have been foul play, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. exactly it, right? Is that either he somehow. Well, we're kind of delving into theories, but that's okay. We'll um, just give the quick overview. Yeah, we'll I mean, either he, he was a like quote unquote deviant, which again, like I really just don't think 
this behavior is like that weird anyway. Well, you know, I mean, but either he was like it's, quote it's unquote weird, a deviant. It's not child molester weird. Let's, well, I, let's say, okay, I don't think it's, it's not, that yeah. weird. Like, no. okay, so like you. Well, just, I think it's pretty damn weird. But again, listen, it's not Joe, you had a giant bag in your in your house once, and I watched you get into it. Ah, uh, you maybe and saw so, me put my cat into it or something. But no, 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 no. Yeah. It was a dry bag that was like six foot tall, oh, and you got into it. Oh, was it? Yeah, you did that. No, that was you. Got into that. You did it. You followed suit. Okay. Fine. Either way, I mean, I think every, you're just I didn't free. Zip it shut. You're free. <laughs> I agree that zipping, locking yourself into a bag is weird. I disagree that like the idea that you might be into women's clothes or whatever. That's not that weird in the no. grand scheme of things. No, but of it doesn't. Not. It certainly doesn't make you like prone to killing yourself on accident. No. But so either he does this quote unquote deviant behavior or he was murdered. Like those are the two options, right? Yeah, and so if, he if was the murdered—that's a really weird way to kill somebody, right? But if yeah. he was murdered, then the police really did a bad job of their job in the initial investigation and the preservation of a crime scene. I believe so, we call that bang up, right? I so, mm. but so I think that that was kind of one of the reasons behind them making a big deal of all of this stuff because it made it so much easier for them to say he was super weird and locked himself into a bag. And that's why he died instead and we of can saying close this case and be done with, right. It. Instead of saying we accidentally got like trampled all over this thing and lost all of the evidence that might've been around. Mm. So, okay. Okay. So that's like a big old, no, no, we needed, we needed to go down that path. Okay. So. Got to talk about the bag. Anyway. All right. And like I said, MI6 even agrees that this whole idea of you're, you're free to live your private life how you want to live your private life. As long as you're not breaking the law, as long as you're not hurting anyone. And as long as you can't be blackmailed for it. I mean. Right. Well, yeah. but I mean, even then, you know, what they were saying was, listen, even if he was into bondage, even if he was into wearing women's clothes that's fine we don't really care it didn't mean he couldn't do his job he was good at his job yeah. and that's all that matters he was an analyst yeah, yeah. i he mean he wasn't a field agent as far as i know no. for reals but again yeah. you know in in the, the secret services ours as well as theirs if you have any really dirty little secrets like that it's okay but you have to tell your family and friends if you're gay you have to come out right because otherwise you could be blackmailed. So yeah. probably the same thing here. He probably had to tell his parents, hey, I'm into women's clothing. Sometimes I like to get handcuffed in my bed. You know? His parents didn't seem to have, they were like, okay, but stop making a big deal of it. Yeah. Like you are diverting from what's going on here, you know? And so it just makes me think that either it was his clothes and everybody was like, okay, calm down. Or they weren't. And everyone was like, okay, calm down. Like, the, I, I don't know. I think the... <sighs> The clothing thing is this big, weird thing that I just... I, I think it's I mildly hate. relevant, but only only mildly. Mild, like yeah. the minimal, yeah. yeah. Anyway. But I, mean, I mean, to me, it's, it's not so much that he had women's clothes. as the fact that he had fifteen to 20,000 pounds worth of clothes. Yeah, that's a lot That's of what's more disturbing to <laughs> Fair me. Fair enough. That's, of any yeah. kind of clothes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. seriously. I mean, yeah. I will never own that many. Even if I win the lottery, I'm not going to have that much clothing. Mm -hmm. Even because our podcast listeners are... Just filling up your bank. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, so this, the coroner's inquest, to loop back to what we were talking about originally, did conclude, and they said they did not think it was a suicide. They thought it was uh, mysterious and probably had foul play involved, but they didn't really know what kind. So in response to this inquest, the Metro Police reopened their case because they were like, wait, no, what? <laughs> 
and I guess they're kind of awful or something. And they really just decided, yeah, Gareth killed himself in the bag and that was it. That he had locked himself in the bag and then accidentally died because of all of the carbon dioxide that had built up in the two minutes or so. It would take, they, they basically concluded that it would only take two or three minutes for the amount of carbon dioxide in the bag to reach, reach lethal, lethal level. levels. I don't know how they determined that, though. It's like, uh, maybe, I mean, in a space that's, maybe they said, okay, this, this bag is like three cubic feet or five cubic feet, something like mm-hmm. that. Okay, so the bag so, is what two foot by two foot by three and a half foot long, or yeah, something. Yeah, like so, and something else to really consider here is that North Face bags are usually like weather resistant. Yeah, so yeah it, usually like that rubbery kind of coating. Yeah, so it's which, not as though there'd be a lot of airflow in between. Yeah, but still, they're not totally airtight. So their their conclusion about totally, but yeah, their conclusion about that would have been like, okay, based on this amount of space, this is how long it would take them to. Exhale this much CO2 and, and burn up that much oxygen. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't take into account that there's airflow going through, you know, little holes in the zippers and stuff like that. I don't think it's enough to negate. That's why I think it was yeah. the two to three minutes, not just. Well, and, and that doesn't mean that uh, that he didn't accidentally die or kill himself. It just means that it took longer than they said. They said it, it could have taken as little as two minutes, but really if it took 20 minutes or 30 minutes, so what? You know, I mean. Well, Maybe the, he got I, inside and fell asleep. Well, know? so let's, yeah, we'll just pause on that for two seconds um, because that really feeds into the first theory. Um, yeah. So we'll just pause on that really quickly. Are we going to talk about the other victim in this? The reputation of North Face? Because you know they oh. freaking hate this story. I'm sure they do. And the fact that it comes up every time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I know. Why they... did we put our logo so big on that bag? Oh, yeah. I know. And every show, every every article you see, they've got a big old North Face mm-hmm. bag there. I know. Yeah. Well, they're water well, resistant. I think it spiked sales in I think it's product. Bag. I think <laughs> I was it's product say. placement is what it is. It's yeah. Like, you know, they found him actually in some in some generic bag, and then their people went in there and, and told the police, hey, Tell me it was in this bag. Yeah, because it's yeah. so water resistant and airtight that you could die in it. I know it's that good. It's great. Actually, oh. it's, it's great advertising too because you know sometimes people want to buy a large bag to stuff a body in. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's leak resistant. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. okay, after all of this, we're um, we're going to talk about theories. But first, let's take a break. You run like there's a wild animal chasing you. You jump up and down like the ground is hot lava. You pedal as if you're capable of generating all of the world's electricity. You lift heavy things like, well, like they're heavy things. And why do you do all of this? To keep yourself healthy and fit. And what you really want is to get the most out of your workout, and that's where iFit Nourish comes in. It can be harder than ever to ensure that you're getting all of the nutrients that you need. And that's why there's iFit Nourish, a customized protein drink that's jam-packed with all the essential nutrients you need iFit Nourish is unlike any other nutritional shake. It allows you to personalize your mix while delivering the highest quality of fruits, veggies, and proteins, plus 25 essential vitamins and minerals. And since iFit Nourish is passionate and picky about their ingredients, there's no artificial flavors, no added colors, no preservatives, and no fillers ever iFit Nourish focuses on the basics of human nutrition, so every single ingredient in your formula is included for a reason and backed with extensive research. And don't worry, their flavors have been approved by a panel of taste judges and are completely delicious. Ready to simplify your life? Go to iFitNourish.com sideways for a free 14-serving bag of iFit Nourish mix and a shaker bottle. It's hassle-free and 100% convenient. That's ifitnourish.com forward slash sideways to create your unique mix today. Because 
Getting fit is a lot like playing games when you were five years old. Okay, but for real, let's talk about theories. Theory number one is, uh, as Joe and I were just kind of talking about, mm-hmm. totally leaving Steve out of this episode. Sorry, Steve. Um, That's fine. I was half asleep. <laughs> yeah. uh, that he could have done it. Yeah, he could have. I mean, he, I don't think like 20 minutes. I think if he did accidentally suffocate in the bag, it would have had to have been more quickly than 20 minutes. I well, mean, I guess he could have fallen asleep. It didn't look particularly like it would have been comfortable. It but... didn't look like, but, you well, know, it might have been for him. It was like, you know, I got myself all ziplocked in this bag, and, and this is so nice. I feel like I'm back in my mother's womb, and I'm just going to just go to sleep. And he never woke up. You know, maybe that's, you know. But obviously, he didn't, he didn't smother her to death, like, right away. Uh, yeah, most yeah. typically people that are in some kind of tight quarters that eventually run out of oxygen, it doesn't happen quickly. No. Thankfully, they tend to pass out partway through so that they don't experience the sheer terror of being locked in a teeny box. But Yeah. He didn't seem to be all that opposed to it, really, because, frankly, if he had been opposed to it, I don't see any way you could shove a guy into a bag like that. Agreed. Yeah. So this um, is... This is kind of that... Um, Unless he was unconscious. Thank you. Even then, yeah. it would be tough. It would be tough. We'll yeah. talk about that a little bit more in a minute. Um, okay, this, okay. I don't know how you got these ordered, so... This, this he did it to himself theory mm-hmm. is kind of the, like, well, we don't really know, so... Yeah, in the absence There's of... no evidence to suggest that it was a murder, so... Because why the hell would a murderer stuff him in a bag? Yeah, know? My exactly. only My only thinking on that is the murderer crammed him in a bag to take, take the body elsewhere at some later point. Well, what... Just forgot to go back and get the bag. I don't want you to trample all over my awesome theories, so oh, okay. we'll just pause that for a minute. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, I, I mean, he could—he physically could have locked himself in the bag, despite that initial inquest of like saying we tried four hundred times and we couldn't do it. it I'm like possible. pretty sure that what happened there is that the people who were supposed to be trying to lock themselves in the bag went out for like five beers and came back and they were like, we tried, I don't know, how long does it take to try? Uh, we were gone for five hours. Uh, 400 times. We tried 400 times. Couldn't do it. We just couldn't do it. No, I think, I think the problem is, is that they tried to do it the same way over and over and over with very minor variations in their Which is crazy. technique. So we all in this room have watched uh, I think maybe two at least. Hopefully, you guys have watched both of the videos I that saw, I shared. I saw both of those. Yeah. Um, and one of them is with a woman who looks like she's about my size. She's a little bit smaller than she's Gareth. A, she's a little. She's like three inches smaller than Gareth. Mm-hmm. And then there's a one with a guy who's a, almost the exact same size as Gareth was. And I do believe that that three inches is really important. In, in this sort of situation. But the guy. The guy also he, had no trouble getting into that. Well, bag it either. took him a little longer than it took her. Yeah, the woman went in really easy. I mean, yes. She. Yeah, she did go. In. I was surprised. Yeah. I actually. I. I well, really, again, that's yeah. that three inches. I think Maybe, helps a lot. It'd yeah. probably be even easier for me because I'm, a, you know, a couple three inches shorter than her. Well, but, that's very convenient because I have a bag right I know, here. I know. Yeah. But so it's a hefty brand. Well, so it's, not, it's, it's high class. Is North Face. The whole reason that I'm bringing this whole thing up is because the way they did it is absolutely the way I would try it. I don't, I can't even like fathom a different way of trying to lock yourself in a bag. I don't I don't understand how these other guys were trying it. So are and you talking then, about their method of folding themselves in or the method of yeah, sealing the bag? Both. Yeah, the uh, I mean like well so maybe, describe maybe, real real but, quick. 
yeah. explain to people how that went down because you we've all seen it, mm-hmm. but people who are listening haven't. And one of the links we're going to post is going to be to one right, of these. So if you want to check one. that out, yeah. well, it's going to be to the man because I think it's a more accurate representation of probably what it would have looked like. But yeah, anyway, although the woman succeeds in locking the bag, fair enough. Yeah, um, what happens is is they've got this big north face it's kind of like a duffel bag uh-huh. but it's not re- like a duffel bag i usually think of as being like this long tube with two like round end caps yeah you know like an army bag this is kind of like a backpack they call it a hold all it's i mean it's a little relevant um and then it's got a zipper that is goes on three sides instead of like one down the very middle of it mm-hmm. right so it like makes a kind of like and a, there's two zippers on U. the zipper yeah pack. so what happens is you can lay it down and kind of pop it up because it's that rubbery material so it will hold its shape and you open the the top part and you kind of just like fold yourself in you you kind of just stick yourself in the fetal position with your back towards the part where there's no zipper okay that's the easy part that's the easy part and then you've got the lock hooked on one of the zippers and And you can just reach out and pull that you know, half so, the way around. So to clarify to people, because people may not get this, I didn't get this at first. The lock, if you look at some zippers, they have a ring built into the nose of the zipper buckle, not the pull tab. He didn't lock the pull tabs. Yeah. There's He put those two rings together and was able to thread the hasp of the lock through that. In theory. They, all they said was the bag was locked. I don't. Did he actually get them through those those little rings? I have no idea. Well, the, according to the, the thing that I read, yes. He did? Okay. Because they talked about how they figured out how he must have done it. Mm-hmm. Because there's a method that thieves use to foil baggage security. Yeah, so well. either way, you you can you can just like, you know, sit up in your little fetal position and pull from the bottom and pull about halfway up and then you just lay back down and you can the tab the pull tabs are pretty hefty and long and, they got and a you just kind of like reach and you pull around and then you have to leave a little hole but that's where that kind of the either the long pull tabs or the additional ring comes in handy cuz you can leave a good 2 inches maybe 3 inches between where the zippers would close and as long as you've got your lock open already hooked on one you just kind of like finagle it and this is again why i think the woman it was easier for her because she had smaller fingers yeah so it's a little easier but But you just kind of yeah and reach out and use your little little pincer fingers and just it was still she was having a, she was it's having not, a hard time with it it's but, not easy no it's not certainly and, and yeah uh, so it, and, it, it's, and you have to be dedicated to actually locking yourself in right yeah. so that's kind Although, of yeah he might have had some practice too right but that is kind of that weird part right where it's like even if you are into being in these enclosed spaces why are you locking like why the yeah. lock yeah the lock part is weird that's but the, the, weird but the fact that me. he was able to to get the two ends of the zippers to together and still have enough slack in the zipper line to almost create a you know two rings of a figure eight to get his hand through those two yeah that is the amazing part because he if he's in that fetal position as you described it Mm -hmm. that means that he must have really you know pulled his head towards his knees to compress that bag as much as possible in that direction to to gain enough slack right like that Mm -hmm. That is an amazing amount of work it and is. commitment it is. to lock this itty bitty little freaking lock. lock it. 
particular, yeah. right? Again, they have those baggage locks, yeah, and they're, and they're not great. kind of a bear to lock. Yeah, yeah, even when you're on the outside. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of, and that's where I think that three inches comes in really handy when mm, you know she was three yeah. inches. She had the little fingers, and and she had a just that extra couple inches of slack is so helpful when you're getting the lock done. I mean, that guy, he didn't. I well, mean, he gave up pretty quickly. He uh, the, the woman actually had. It took her longer. It took her quite a long time to get that locked up. Yeah. But she finally succeeded. She did. Whereas the guy gave up kind of quickly, I thought. Which is okay. I feel yeah. okay about oh, yeah. you saying. No, I'm not like, blaming him. I would, I would have gotten frustrated yeah. and stopped, too. Yeah, me Don't too. get me wrong. One piece of evidence that was brought up in that he did this kind of thing was that um, the landlords of Garrett. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that had been this. his landlords for like 10, 15 years, I, you know, in, in his normal time, flat, yeah. um, said that years ago, an unspecified amount of years ago, they were awoken by Gareth yelling and finally, you know, were so tired of him yelling that they went upstairs to his apartment and it opened the door. It was a rented room, I thought. I thought it was the apartment that he was renting Okay, that ten I'm, not, I'm not entirely I, clear. I thought it was an apartment, too, but I could be wrong. Okay, the way uh, it was described, I got the impression he was renting a room, but not an apartment. I thought it but was... It's, a, it's fine. Anyway, they went in, and they found him tied to the bed. And they told him to shut up and go back to sleep, yeah. and they went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. No, they helped him, and he said, I was just practicing. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was just practicing. I promised to never do it again. And as far as we know, he never did it again. I mean, it sounds like he never got stuck. Mm. tied to the bed again so he was able to undo it if he did maybe he was he was able to escape the next time i guess you know for me i could kind of see the argument of okay so one of the things we kind of glossed over was gareth was going to work for mi6 he was working for mi6 but i don't he, think they te- actually teach you how to get out of well but he hated so he yeah. hated working for mi6 he said it was like this like total like showmanship my horse is bigger than yours kind of like broy game he hated it my yeah. horse is bigger than yours i know what you mean but that's a funny way to say it um but you know my car is faster than yours i don't know my watch is more expensive like it was just one upsmanship and he really just hated it um but my Q is an uppercase and yours is a lower. Yeah, maybe I don't really. Yeah. So really, what the whole thing that was going on there was, really, what I I was kind of thinking about was that like maybe he, because he seems to want he'd just been cleared to go on active duty, even though that's what MI six was, and it turned out like he active didn't duty like is it. in field work. Yeah, field work. Okay, so not analyzing stuff in the office. Yeah. Okay. But he seemed to not really like it, but. Regardless, I did kind of get this idea that maybe he was trying to be a real spy and like had seen, you know, in like a Bond movie or some like weird MI6 training something that like, hey, maybe you'll be locked in a bag and you need to figure out how to escape. So he was just practicing and accidentally Mm -hmm. killed himself. But uh, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. The act of locking yourself into a bag in t- under your own willpower yeah. makes no sense. I agree. I cannot no. come with any idea of well, that's, l- logically. That's even why. Logically. That's why the the sexual sort of deviancy angle is the most realistic to me because uh, as a spy in training, there's no reason to do that. 
if you get caught by the Soviets, say, for example, you know, they're not going to put you in a bag or tie you up in some weird thing. They're just well, gonna... if they put you in a bag, you're not alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, they're just going to toss you in a cell and then trade you back at first opportunity for right. another one of theirs. Right. Uh, so or torture they, you until you reveal all of the secrets that yeah. you know, because he might have known some secrets we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, so they're not going to put you in a bag. But, uh, yeah. you know, so I can only really see the sexual angle of this whole thing, really. Right, but on the other hand, I feel like that's such a, like, cop-out, you know, that it's so easy for the the Metro Police to have been like, well, he dressed in women's clothes, and he was a total deviant, and he was like, well, this weird sex guy, and us oh, don't... And so it made well, it sometimes easier... Sometimes the evidence leads to weird truths. No, so. well, I think the, no. the, the sense I kind of get is that it was almost this, like, smear campaign, because I think, as a, a general... Said that, yeah. Well, in general, I think that it's easier for the public... You know, if you're throwing all this stuff like this guy was super weird and it's like not weird that he accidentally killed himself doing the super weird stuff, they're more liable to just go, oh, yeah, he killed himself. He was a weird, like, outlier deviant dude, right? Versus if if you just kind of say, well, none of that's that weird and none of it really leads you to believe that he would lock himself in, you know, owning women's clothes doesn't mean that he would lock himself in a bag. What are you even doing? But but, I mean, it it just, you know, um... maybe he was a bag man. Uh-huh. Mm. But uh, but but yeah, I mean, I don't know. He must have because who the hell else would do it? Well, but, so that's what we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Right. Actually, right now. Okay. Yeah! Uh, so let's talk about the theory that he did not do this to himself. Uh, okay. Let's have it. I'm not disputing that he that he couldn't have done it. I mean, that he could have locked himself in the bag. He physically right. could have locked right. himself. We've, we've gone over that it probably so far. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, why would you? <laughs> and that's the thing we've been struggling with in this episode. Well, there's a lot of so things that much. people do that I really, really don't understand. I, yeah. And, I mean, reality TV, for one. I don't understand why people yeah. do it. Doing it or watching it or whatever. But, yeah. I uh, mean, I think it was hard enough. Watching those videos was really interesting because it was it was really hard for them to willingly get themselves into the bag. Now, unconscious, it, like, with some work, you could probably get somebody in a bag unconscious or dead but an unwilling participant who was like live and conscious no it'd be impossible to get them in the bag i just like impossible no, no course, because yeah. you could i mean even at gunpoint not flailing resistance but you could just not be flexible i don't fit i'm sorry i don't know what to tell you i don't yeah, fit like, it's weird i don't fit i'm sorry yeah, you yeah, know kind of like oj you know the yeah, just that's doesn't fit. so weird. The yeah. glove just doesn't fit me. It's so uh, weird. Yeah. It's like I don't know how to put a glove on or something. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, well, yeah. He, he didn't even know what a glove was. Yeah. They I've never seen this before. Yeah. Uh, one idea I did have, again, that kind of went back to that, like, spy obsession was that, like, maybe for some reason somebody else was on accident even killed him, you know, that they were like, all right, we're going to do this training of let's get you in the bag and you'll train on how to get out of it. I'll let you out. Don't worry. Oh, his chav buddy told yeah. him this is what you should do. Well, that's actually kind of... bungled it. That's yeah. kind of what I was thinking is, is my most likely scenario is that he was, he was you know, playing some sort of a game with one or two friends, you know, and his friends were, you know, probably, you know, D-bags. We knew people like this Chavs. when we were teenagers. It's, it's the British version of D-bag. Uh, Chad, yeah, okay. Chav. They were, they were Chavs. Okay, they were Chavs. 
And 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 he's like, yeah, you know, I kind of I kind of like you know want to do this Houdini thing in the bag, and would you guys lock me in? Okay, sure. And then and then if I if I can't get out in like a minute, would you let me back? Oh, well, of course, yeah. And because they're chavs, they they look at each other and snicker and say, ah, we're gonna go to the pub for a pint. Mm-hmm. See you soon, you know. And they leave. Then they come back, and he's dead. Yeah. And they go, oh. You know, yeah. oh crap, and yeah. they, they wipe the place down and leave. Well, even I if I totally it, see that happen. Well, I mean, even if we could go with the actual theory of it, really only took him like two to three minutes to suffocate in there. You know, I don't. I, uh, suffocation is oftentimes a really quiet thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it could have been that they were like, okay, yeah, Gareth, we'll lock you in the bag for your big spy training thing, no problem. Sure, just you know, give a holler when you need us to let you out or whatever. We'll be in the other room. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, they're like, boy, he's been in there a long time. Gareth? Yeah. yeah. Gareth? Yeah. Dude? Dude? Uh-huh. Oops. Oh, okay, God. you better leave. I mean, oh, yeah. it could really be something as simple as that. It's I, not a super satisfying answer, but it could it's be. It's not, but, uh, you know, it seems most likely to me. Yeah. That's probably what happened. Um, And there was the other thing that I'll bring up real quick before we go into the really fun stuff that Steve hates, is that there was reportedly an incident... At an unspecified amount of time prior to Gareth's death. At some point in his career. In his career. And it seems like it was a a more recent thing, probably within a year, maybe. I don't know if I had to guess. That Gareth accessed confidential information regarding President or former President Bill Clinton. I think it's my understanding that what he accessed was a private guest list for an event that one of Gareth's friends was invited to attend. And, like, Gareth's friend wanted to see the guest list. And so Gareth, like, hacked into the Clinton server and got the guest well, list. Along with everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't, um, I mean, I I don't. It didn't I, make people happy. Well, so, yeah. like, it didn't, It obviously, like, that didn't make his supervisors happy, right? No. But also, I don't totally understand the thought process behind that, but fine, whatever. Between the, about them being unhappy about no, it? No, 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 about him doing that. Or, like, wanting to, or somebody wanting to have the guest list? Well, but or, you know, saying, oh, yeah, you want the guest list? Sure, let me just hack into this thing real quick and pull that for you. Like, well, you're a secret been... service, dude. Like, what are you doing? Well, no, it might have been somebody who was not actually in... In MI6. Right. No, but that's what I mean is that like, I don't, if I'm an MI6 agent and my friend is like, Hey, I got invited to this party. Can you hack into a server and find the guest list for me? Your supervisors probably won't be very happy with you, but you can do it anyway. I would be like, um, well, you don't, you don't know that he hacked. There's, There's nothing about hacking or anything. I mean. Probably he MI- literally could have had access to it, but was not supposed to be accessing it well, through no, his normal. It could have been that. Or it, well, I mean, the thing about it is, is MI6 is the big thing is, is they probably read Clinton's emails all the time. They probably read everything. Well, he and so and so they, that was the big dirty secret is you know they're they're reading the president's emails. It's described yeah. as um like an unauthorized access to a confidential information. So you're yeah. right. It couldn't, it could have been that he didn't hack it, but he gained, he gained access to something he was not supposed to have access and ben, to. And worst of all, shared it with the outside world. Right. Yeah. So th- maybe his supervisors ordered the hit to shut him up or punish be. him for something. And they, they decided to do it in a really low profile, stealthy kind of way. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. yeah. That's why all the clothes were there. They were like, also, we'll make sent it. sent a woman <laughs> the blue dress over. She left yeah. all her clothes, and then yeah. they stuffed him in the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this sounds very Clinton-esque. Yeah. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or it's because he'd been working with the um, NSA and FBI to surveil Russia. 
<sighs> yeah, and the Ruskies <laughs> did them in. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So here's what we might know on this. It's Steve's favorite stuff. We've heard so much Russia hacking crap lately. Uh, I know, I know. Um, but most uh, of this information... You're not tired of it? Are you oh, really tired of it? Oh, I oh, am really. so tired of it. <laughs> so yeah. most of this information comes from the Daily Mail and a defected KGB agent named Boris... Of course. Of course. Karpikov. Karpikov. Yeah. We're going to call him Boris. Yeah. Boris. Boris. And in August of 2015, the Daily Mail reported that Gareth had been working with FBI and NSA agents to track cash flow out of Russia. Um, and according to Boris, the um, SVR, which is like the secret, secret police, was responsible for Gareth's death because they had failed to blackmail him into becoming a double agent. Again, recording, according to Boris, uh, Gareth uh, basically told Russia he already knew who the Russian spy inside of um, GC, or, uh, yeah, GCHQ was. And basically that they would have to kill him to keep him quiet. What and, a smart thing to say to the Russians. And Boris said um, <laughs> that they apparently did via an untraceable poison introduced via his ear. This reminds me of this uh, old, old Jack Handy saying. Uh, remember Jack Handy? Oh, yeah. It says, says, you know, if, it says like, I think if you were an Indian way back in the old days and a Spanish conquistador came up to you and demanded to know where the gold was, I don't think it would be a good idea to say, I swallowed it, so sue me. <laughs> kind of a similar thing, you know. Yeah. Like, I can't, I find it hard to believe that he said, "Yeah, I know who the rat is." Yeah. What are you gonna do about it, huh? Well, I mean, I think it's it's possible. Probably the phrasing was more like, "You, I know you already have somebody in there, so no, right?" Mm. I mean, still not smart, but probably not so much like, "No, I, I already, you know, I know." Well, no, piss I, off. It's fine. Yeah. Go away. Yeah. Well, yeah. it could have been something more on the order of, and this this actually does sometimes happen in the real world when gareth like you know looks at a bunch of stuff and, and puts two and two together and says and then goes to his boss and says you know what uh, i have proof here that we have a mole in the organization but unfortunately for gareth well the boss is the mole mm -hmm. and so and such things have actually happened actually yeah. you know, in the intelligence world and um so maybe that's what did him in. But still, I don't think it was them because that's kind of a, that's just not a, a low-profile way to do it. But but the thing is, is that the Russians at times can be weirdly petty about stuff. Uh -huh. You know, they can they can take what they consider, what, what seems like the smallest of slights and go to some weird lengths. I was listening to something the other day. You guys, have, have you heard of the McGinsky Act? Yeah. Yeah. No, let's about... Okay, so well, McGinsky was uh he was an accountant, I believe. He was I Russian. I thought he was a Russian lawyer. But, yeah, uh, he was, yeah, you're right. He was yeah. he was a lawyer and so he's working for a guy who was a is uh Kenneth Duberstein, I believe is how you pronounce his name. I think that Duberstein. Yeah, Duberstein. Like that. that sounds better. But anyway, so he does something the or Duberstein does heaves the Russians off. They tell him you can't come back in the country. His lawyer's like, that's really weird. Looks into it. The Russians then arrest him, and he dies mysteriously yeah. in custody. That's the lawyer. That's the lawyer, yeah. yeah. So now Duberstein is like going around saying, hey, all these countries, you got to stop the Russians from doing this. And every time that he gets some country to pass the act that he is pushing, they the Russians do something in retaliation to him over and over and over. Like, apparently they just recently, they put him on the top 10 list for Scotland Yard. 
Like, oh yeah, no, he's a he's a serial killer. He's crazy. Like, yeah. it's just of course they did. Weird, but yeah, yeah, yeah they, they got him excluded from the U.S. for just a little bit. Yeah, yeah they did. Um, but but they do weird. But, but like I call, I consider it petty acts because. No, no, they do but they that. can just they, it's such a knee jerk reaction. Like I, I really do not believe that the Russians killed this guy. But my point is, it's entirely possible because they kind of just they're yeah. harebrained at times. Not, but not if it was over a, a mole uh, in, in that was in MI6 or GCHQ. Mm-hmm. I mean. Not then, because you've got to do a really low-profile hit then. Well, I do... You don't I want do... to call a lot of attention to the fact that you just whacked the guy that knows the mole. I but do... The, mole made, the whole mole angle didn't come out for a long time. Yeah, and it, it, it probably was not... It probably wasn't a thing, but, I mean, if, that, if, that, if the Russians whacked him, they had to have a reason for it. Okay, either he knew about a mole in GCHQ, or they tried to recruit him and he said no. Uh, or maybe both. Or maybe both. But I almost wonder if it's that combination of... They killed him and locked him in the bag, and they were like, okay, Boris, you will come back. It could be that... Uh, pick up it the was bag. a scare tactic. No, they were like, Boris, you will pick up the bag and drop it in the river, and it will be like he never existed, and that's yeah. fine, right? And then... <laughs> that good was the worst thing ever. Shut up. Run over by and then, bus, or, you, you know. know, or just forgets about it, or can't yeah. gain access to the apartment again for whatever reason. Boris left the key yeah. in the bag. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then suddenly, you know, or he's like, okay, I'll be back in like 12 hours, it's fine, or like 12 days it's fine and then the police come and discover it before he goes to pick up the body and i mean you know well, there no, is I a mean, possibility of this bag is supposed to be leak proof i don't well i don't think it's italian be, now i don't no. think it'll be anything as, as dumb as just forgetting about it or, or losing the key no i don't think but so i can either, totally but... see where something was something uh, totally unforeseen would happen like i said he gets run over by a bus you know and, and he's already said you know and maybe he's he's got the the body in the bag in the bathtub and he hasn't moved it yet and his his, his controller or whatever says Hey, did you take care of that situation? And Boris says, Boris realizing he hasn't quite taken care of that last little detail says, oh yeah, yeah, it's all taken care of, not to worry. Mm-hmm. Then he gets run over by a bus. Yeah. But his controller doesn't worry because that last little detail has all been taken care of as far as he knows. Right. But, oopsie, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if the Russians did do it, they must have meant to come back and get the body. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, the other thing that is like a little, we kind of glossed over this, but it's a little weird that, you know, it was August, but also the heat was like cranked up pretty high in the apartment, mm. which aided in the accelerated decomposition of the body. Wait, wait, do we know what the heat was turned up to? No. Okay. The heat was on is all we know. But in August? But, at, in, but Why was the heat on in August? But in the middle of the night... I have woken up in August when it'd been warm and then it cooled off at night and I shut the windows and had contemplated turning on the heat. I mean, this, this does happen. So it's possible that he had a heat pump or some kind of automated system that was set to 75 or whatever the equivalent is in, in C, but uh, yeah, I I agree. Except for that, the, the police did bring it up as like being weird and suspicious. Well, they also brought up his internet searches and the women's clothes and anything else that they could sling at this story to say not our fault. Somebody else is weird. That's true, but it did. Uh, his body was more decomposed than you might otherwise expect from that timeline. And I think it's my understanding they came up with the timeline based on other activities. That they could corroborate, like not just web like, activity, that kind of thing. yeah, or like yeah. talking to people well, or being at work or whatever. I well, mean, you know, what I, what I find really funny is that you don't see a whole lot of information about is the fact that this was not the first welfare visit 
that had been done to his apartment. True. Like on the first day that he didn't make contact, they sent the cops over and then they waited a full another week before doing it again. Like that's hinky. Yeah. There's a lot. It's like this, you know, it's just like there's a lot of weird stuff that's going on with this case, Mm -hmm. which is why it's such a good unsolved mystery. I don't. I always favor the Russian angle just because it's like the most fun for me as an American, as that a true American citizen. Yeah. Or not necessarily even the Russians. I mean, there's other intelligence services oh, out there. Oh, for sure. There's other bad yeah. actors out there yeah. of all kinds. Yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of the cash North Koreans. Could have been the North Koreans, <laughs> but, you know, it could have been some private parties because, I mean, the whole Russia thing, cash flows out of Russia. It's not all just KGB. There's yeah. a lot of private It was the Lake City Quiet Pills, I'm pretty sure. It, was it the could Scots. have been that, yeah. 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 But well, uh, there's no reason to, to kill him and stuff him in a bag unless you plan on moving him. I agree, and, but I don't. I also don't think there's any reason to put yourself, lock yourself in a bag. So. Yeah, I was scared of Vikings. Unless It was the Vikings who did it. Well, the only re- another reason I could think that's non-kinky would be if he was on a Houdini kink. Or, excuse me. Kick? Kick. Yeah. <laughs> he was on a Houdini <laughs> kick. Yeah. And because and, Houdini did do stuff like that. He I did. Mean, so maybe he thought he'd go all Houdini in the world. Maybe that was his hobby. Maybe he had this new hobby of yeah. doing Houdini. Seems like, like he stunts, would have been doing you know? a lot of internet searches for that, though. Yeah. yeah. Just saying. Yeah, how to escape a locked bag. Yeah. That maybe. would be the first thing I would Google. Me yeah. too. Maybe, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe he carefully hid all that stuff. Yeah, that yeah. seems about right. Yeah. <laughs> but not his bondage stuff. Yeah. Yeah, not all, yeah, not all the weird yeah. stuff. I don't yeah. know. What do you... What, I mean... I, I I think most likely is that there was another party involved and they, they locked the bag for him at his behest and just left him there. Whoopsie. Yeah. And then just panicked and wiped the place down a bit and left. Yeah. Which I, is kind of stupid and sad and tragic because who knows, maybe they could have called 911 and gotten an ambulance there and maybe saved him. I, yeah, they could have I, I cut mean, him out of the bag. I think yeah. something similar to that. I mean, I, I had seen allusions to the fact that he had a lady over and they were playing some kind of kinky game, which is fine, but she may have, just as Joe said, locked the bag for him, and when he stopped responding, was like, oh, 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 crap, I can't get it open, which would explain why everything, either way, whether it's Joe or eyes, would explain why things were wiped down. Oh, God, I have to get out of here. I got to get my face. So wipe the bag down, wipe the lock down, the tub, you know, every surface that I think I came in yeah, contact fa- with, vacuum that... on the way out the door. Yeah, the fact that he's got no left no fingerprints or DNA on the lock kind of indicates to me that somebody else put the lock on. And then and well, not entirely because you, he, while not easy, he could have pinched the lock through the bag, the body of the lock, you yeah. know, the big, the square of it. Mm. He could have held on to that but while still, he was threading it around. Now, that's a, not a lot of room to move, and I understand that. Why, But it's though? possible. Why? I don't, I have why no idea why, unless he couldn't get his hand out of the bag enough, and that was the only way he could get purchase was to oh, grab I, it through I see the what, bag. No, I see what you're saying now, but I mean... Still, why? Because, I mean, at some point, the, the lock had to be transported over to the bag and put on the bag. Is he going to wear gloves for that? And if so, why? Why? I, I don't know. You he know? was clean freaking. He was wiped it off because it was greasy and grimy. Uh, I, sweaty you know, I have no idea. I don't know why you get into a bag. No, it's, yeah. it, it is. I know. It's, it's inexp- this whole thing. I understand. This, this, is, uh, this is a mystery that's actually been suggested to us. I don't know how many times by how many people. Oh, but, I mean, it's, it's obviously a really popular mystery because yeah. it's, it is very inexplicable. Yeah. It's, it's, there's not, none of it makes any sense. I mean, well, yeah, murder this... makes no sense. Yeah. Kinky sex makes no sense. None yeah. of it does. None of it. 
no, yeah. not a single thing about no. this case makes sense at no, all. No, not yeah. really. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I guess we just agree that none of this makes sense and it's yep. crazy and stupid and we'll never know anything. Yeah. yeah. I would say that, uh, if you're still investigating it out there over in Britain, if you want to go by my cocky, my, my cockeyed theory of, of the, the Russian agent or whatever agents, uh, bagged the body and then got run over by a bus. Well, you might want to check on like accidents around that time period, which Soviet diplomats, for example, got run over by a bus. Yeah. Let's do that. You know, I mean, that might Double be an decker. angle to pursue. Yeah. Pretty yeah. sure. That's yeah. about the only, the only kills people. That's yeah. the only angle I can think of, really. Other yeah. than that, I'm kind of at a dead end here. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I guess that does it for this mystery. Oh, um, damn. It's over already? Yeah. If you want to see that video that we were talking about earlier, or some of our other research, you can go ahead and find that on our website, which is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. On that website, you can also find links to merch, uh, episode lists. Uh, you can listen to the episodes. You can, I don't know, do lots of other really fun things on it, too. Moving on. Uh, you can also connect with us via social media. You can do that on Facebook where we've got a group and a page. Um, if you want to join the group, you just have to answer the questions. They're really easy. It'll take two seconds. Like what's your favorite color? Yeah, those yeah, are the, the questions. What's the average airspeed of a swallow? Mm -hmm. Those yeah. are the questions, yep. Um, yeah. you can what connect... color is the white rabbit? <laughs> yeah. You can connect with us on Twitter which, where we are thinking sideways. And you can connect with us on Reddit where our subreddit is thinking sideways. Uh, you can, you know where you're finding us, where you're listening to us. Uh, it might be iTunes. It might be Stitcher. It might be Google Play. It might be who the heck knows what else. If you haven't already, please do subscribe and leave a rating on and a review on our show. It helps other people find us. Um, our iTunes reviews are going awesome. So are they let's getting keep better? that up. Yeah, okay. um, oh, yeah, by the way, upvote the, the five-star reviews and downvote the one-star reviews. Yeah, do it. Yeah, do it, please. Um, and then uh, the other way that you can reach out to us is by email where you can um, just talk to us or like whatever you want to do, really. Um, that email address is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. All of that having been said, I think we're going to go ahead and bag this one. Oh. <laughs> you are the master of the punditry yeah. or yeah. Mom jokes. Up. Yeah. Zip it up. What's uh, up? Come up with one. You can do it. Oh, let me think of that one. Let's see. I'm going to North Face it. No, that's nope. a terrible well, you've one. You've locked it in. No, oh, that, that's dang it. That's not mine, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Toodaloo. we got to work on Joe's puns. Yeah, I'm going to go pack my bags. Ooh.